Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. If you're listening to this on iTunes or any of the other platforms, we're going to start having these upload to the other upload channel whenever I'm actually live on the live channel. SNTR Live will get you to the main channel, sntrlive.com. You can also go to sntrnetwork.com. That has all of my content in one location, and we will be looking to add new content there and new features throughout the new year. So, was free-to-play a mistake? Commonly in our discussions lately, whenever we've been talking about lack of content, lack of update, you know, quality of life things that did not happen in the game that we hope to have happen, whether it's Iron Banner or Strikes or any of the other core content, many people cite that free-to-play is the cause or they blame free-to-play. They say we shouldn't have ever gone to free-to-play. It's too... I I said yesterday it was very nebulous. It's hard to even understand what's free-to-play and what's not and what am I paying for and what don't I have to pay for. So if you remember, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep began a new era for the Destiny franchise with the introduction of free-to-play. It was still and is essentially a free entrance point that allows players to access and play significant portions of new and old areas. Old expansions can be purchased at a discount while those weapons and gear specific to them remain sunset and new loot pools and activities are mostly locked behind the new Beyond Light expansion or the Season of the Hunt uh, season pass. Many feel this concept is harmful to the core game and the needed updates that many of the elements are lacking right now. So they introduce us into Shadowkeep. They're continuing it with Beyond Light. They even did Game Pass with Xbox. That's not necessarily free to play. That's part of a subscription. However, many are citing this as a significant problem within the game. Let's just start by talking about how this creates what I call value confusion. Okay, value confusion. I forgot to check my my text, so it's not fitting. Uh, during the early days of Season of Arrivals, okay, during the e- you know the early days of Season of Arrivals, I took notice of the Bungie.net splash page with all of the seasonal info, and it was really difficult to see a sharp difference or a contrast between what a paying customer received and what was completely free. So I went to Bungie.net, I clicked on the seasons, I clicked on Season of Arrivals, and it was like, what? Is, I can't even tell the difference. The, the list of things that you get for free and the list of things that you that you you know you you're paying for, they were very 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 similar, right? They're very, very similar. And oftentimes, I think, especially for the seasonal content, it feels like most of the value is getting an exotic early. You get an access to a small loot pool that's been added, and then you get, like, the armor and stuff early. You know, you're like, well, what am I actually getting here? I'm getting it early, but am I getting anything extra? Am I getting anything over and above? Okay? The public event activities and the season pass armor and the new exotic are all accessible to a a free-to-play player given enough time, right? Given enough time, you're gonna get you're gonna get some of the stuff now not all of the stuff but again this is what i'm talking about it's a value confusion what am i getting when i pay for the season as opposed to just being a free-to-play player beyond light made this value confusion problem worse by allowing all players to access europa the brand new planet which was typically a large value point for those who purchase an expansion the tangled shore the dreaming city mars mercury even the dreadnought loom over this decision in many players minds they look at the structure and they say man in times past 
I had to buy Taken King if I wanted to go to the Dreadnought. I had to go to these, you know, and actually purchase the entire expansion if I wanted to get access to the entire new areas. So many are looking at this and feeling the sense of value confusion that I highlighted whenever I went to the Season of Arrival splash page and the list of things that you get for free and the list of things that you get that you pay for were very, very difficult to distinguish between. The question for many players is, what am I actually paying for, right? What am I paying for? Is is free-to-play cannibalizing aspects and activities within the game, keeping them from getting long overdue updates and loot injections? Like, is that the main issue right now? Are, are they not updating the Iron Banner loot pool? Are they not updating Strikes, Crucible, and other, other core pieces of the game? Is that why they're doing it? Again, is free-to-play cannibalizing the game so the next section is called cannibalizing core content given given that the annual uh, expansions are often injecting the game with lots of loot and updates many were disappointed at the lack of loot updates for core activities like the vanguard strikes and crucible often times when this comes up many attribute the lack of update or new loot to the free to play aspect of those core activity funnels keep in mind this is after Joe Blackburn has already admitted and said look we didn't add enough loot in beyond light and we're aiming to fix that in the future they're aiming to say more loot will be in Witch Queen than that we got in Beyond Light and Shadowkeep. Even Iron Banner continues to only get reissues and reskins, and it's a long-standing and enjoyed monthly ritual for many players. This again is often laid at the feet of free-to-play reality for Crucible and Iron Banner. If all players can play it, why spend money bandwidth and resources filling it with new loot? It's not monetized, you're not making any money off of it, so you know why would they bother putting new things in iron banner an enormous misconception that comes up during these discussions is if that they put any new loot into these activities they simply cannot put them behind the seasonal paywall because that would be quote unquote pay to win this means that every single expansion dlc or season in the history of the game was also pay to win i have heavily considered and recommended a lot of things i'm going to talk about here in a moment and people always say well that would be pay to win if i go and i can't get the new guns or the new things in the strikes or in the crucible or in trials without spending money then you've con- you, you created a pay to win situation this has been true for a very long time if you wanted any of the new stuff in the 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 expansions that we've had like you know taken king any of the new exotics you had to buy you you didn't get access to the new supers you didn't get access to the new and impressive weapons you had to buy the expansion bungie needs to consider ways to distribute loot into more parts of the game as they recently promised to increase the staff size of the rewards team so they made this commitment they're going to increase the staff size of the rewards team and this would be a perfect way i think to clear up some of the value confusion that we've already talked about if you're going to be increasing the number of loot delivery numbers in the game it needs to start to hit some of these core activities and core playlists and it should not be free so let's end the video what could bungie do the season pass already offers a very clear path forward for how to treat other parts of the game while free to play continues to be a nebulous and annually evolving aspect of the game the season pass format works very well with respect to seeing a clear value difference between paid and non-paid while motivating a free to play player to buy the season pass so you pull up the season pass you see all the dope stuff on the bottom rung and you see that and you see that you don't get it you do, you're not able to get that loot it's out of your reach unless you buy the season pass 
core activities when given new gear for a season should have that gear grayed out and not pursuable for the free to play player in the same way the bottom of the season pass is grayed out and not something they can earn unless they own the season pass this creates a very very clear value divide whenever you're updating the game hey we added new loot to strikes crucible gambit there's a new seasonal activity with new loot and then there's the season pass and everything looks the same you've got the part that's accessible but the part that's only earnable if you're paying for the content this solves the fragmented player base problem by leaving crucible iron banner trials and strikes open to all players anybody can throw themselves into matchmaking you're not suddenly fragmenting the player pool for matchmaking and crucible anybody can go play but the new rewards are not accessible to all players they're only accessible to players who own the season pass the base armor and guns can remain an updated world pool of reissues so free to play players can get power relevant loot but not new loot right so if you're reissuing some of these weapons that are hitting the general loot pool that's totally fine reissues become less of a problem if they're in a very generic loot pool that's accessible to everybody it's at the, it's at, it's at the, it's at the world drop level it's down at the very very bottom rung anybody can can earn it without a clearer line of distinction between paid and free and with more and more of the game feeling ignored due to being free bungie needs to decide if free to play was a mistake and if it was now is this time to start riding the ship if they're coming to similar conclusions right now and they're looking at the game and saying we shouldn't have made so much free we shouldn't shouldn't have made so much of the game that is basically anybody can go play it because we're not updating strikes not updating these places and we know next season Season, they're adding two guns to strikes crucible and gambit as well as adept weapons and nightfalls if that's free for all players that is a mistake if i'm buying the season pass that needs to be a very clear line of value that you are not just getting access to pretty things on the season pass you're not just getting access to the bottom rung of the season pass or anything like that or some or some new activity you're getting access to all of the new loot that's being added to the game and if you're free to play there's base level loot they can give you an iron banner trial strikes and crucible you don't need the new stuff if you're not paying money so we're going to transition to q a let me know what you think in the comments below or with a comment in chat or you can submit questions if you're one of the paying members so don't go anywhere if you're in the live audience as always if you're listening to this elsewhere come join us at sntrlive.com Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about was free to play a mistake. Uh, If you're listening to this on iTunes or watching it on the other channel, you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com. And you can always come over and watch this Monday through Friday during the day. Also, be sure to bookmark sntrnetwork.com. That's going to have all of the content in one location with some new features and even subscription packages coming in the new year. So the first uh, question from Andrew Carrera. I think free-to-play was a necessary evil and will hurt the game until they find the right balance. If they can figure it out, it'll be fantastic. People try to frame the free-to-play as a reason other parts of the game are struggling, but they don't realize that Bungie is doing a pivot towards the direction they want the same time as free-to-play. Um, so we talked about this before I, I, I went live with the recording. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm recording this during a live stream, so we've already kind of discussed this. We're having shorter, uh, qu- you know, number of questions submitted. So when we get like nine questions like this, it's totally fine. It just gives me an opportunity to like interact with opinions and thoughts and things. So 
this is one of the times where I, I think the discussion of like was free to play a mistake is free to play hurting the game I think a lot of people are going to give like that resounding yes it is it's hurting the game and that's that's generally going to stem from a handful of things they're going to look at strikes crucible and iron banner those tend to be kind of the three areas of the game that get looked at and they sort of want to pin the lack of an update on the fact that they 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 didn't they didn't do it because it's free right they didn't do it because it's free. I didn't skip the first question. It was a two-parter. So they're they're attributing free-to-play for the cause of their woes. So completely different types of players in Destiny could come to the same conclusion. They could come to the same conclusion of like, yep, free-to-play is a problem. Free-to-play is bad. They shouldn't have done this. And here's why. Like, I didn't get new guns and armor in Iron Banner. I didn't get anything new or substantive or even directional uh, to pursue in in the strike playlist right and what do they do well they blame free to play they're like well bungie's not updating these playlists bungie's not updating these activities and the reason they're not updating these activities is because they're free to play so since they're not making any money off of it um you know that's 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 the reason that they're doing it and i know that some of this might be true but i don't think that's like the primary motivator um it's I think it's linked, but not the full reason. I do think there's probably an internal shift and focus to say, hey, you know, the the, the, pay, the paid content is where we need to focus our, 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 our quality, right? The paid content is is where we need to focus everything. Now, that, in in sort of a de facto way, yes, the free-to-play funnels and the free-to-play activities are getting ignored. But but I don't think Bungie is, like, actively looking at a free-to-play funnel like Strikes or Crucible and saying, well, because it's free-to-play, we're not going to put anything in there. I think it's purely a, a natural result of a triage of priority. They're prioritizing the new planet, the new content loop, the new areas, the new activities, whatever. That's getting all of the priority if they're adding new loot. We also have to consider the article from Joe Blackburn. Joe Blackburn's basically like, we're increasing the staff size of the reward team so that by the time the Witch Queen expansion gets here, we can put more loot into it. If that's the case, like if this is the most they can give us on a three month interval, then it makes sense why they would only focus on the paid content. It, it, it makes sense that you would look at Europa, Empire Hunts, Wrathborn Hunts, The Raid, ETC, and you would say, well, this is where all the focus should be. This is where the primary content injection should land since we can only add this much gear anyway. Here's how much we can do that's what we're, this is how much we're going to add like imagine a 30 a 30 gun injection and they added 9 or 10 weapons to the core playlists that's one third of the loot add going to not new content going to playlists that are free okay I did say at the conclusion of my video I am very very strongly in support of the idea that If they add new loot to Strikes, Crucible, and Gambit, that new loot should be grayed out if you don't own the Season Pass. If you don't own that Season Pass when they add that loot, then I believe that you should have to buy the Season Pass to get it. The same way when you look at the Season Pass, that bottom row is grayed out. I think they should do the exact same thing with 
the um, with anything they add to those playlists. You leave them open. Anybody can match make into the Crucible. Anybody can match make into Iron Banner Strike playlist or whatever. And when they do that, you're giving people an opportunity to access and funnel, you know, engagement into the activity funnel. But you're not giving them the new stuff unless they own. Now. I don't necessarily think that they need to do this because like, oh, they need money. They need motivated by money to give attention to those, that, those pieces of content. I was actually arguing more in favor of that because I think that's a very, very clear value line that you're drawing. You're saying, hey, this is actually going to make it crystal freaking clear to anybody that you're getting you're you're getting a clear value point here you're a paying customer you're a paying player and you're getting more you're getting stuff that other people aren't getting you're getting these new guns these new armor pieces these new whatever one of the reasons i started talking about this back in season of arrivals as i said in my in, in my in my main video i said look if you went to the season of arrivals splash page it made virtually no sense it was like there, the, the list of free things and the list of paid things were virtually identical with the exception of like two or three things and like one of the things was literally just like a weekly campaign mission which was certainly nice I thought Season of Arrivals and the weekly interference mission was actually a really cool way to, to tell a story on a weekly basis to like every week say hey we've got this new audio for you to listen to we're going to continue to unveil this and then I thought it, I thought it actually crescendoed really really well however that I didn't know that at the beginning of the season. At the beginning of the season, if you went to Bungie.net and you looked at that Season of Arrival splash page and you were trying to draw that comparison, the value difference was just not there, right? The value difference was not there. I should be able to look at next season and know there's a season pass, there's a seasonal activity. Seasonal activity usually has its own loot pool of armor and guns. And then there's all these guns that they're adding to the playlist. Trials is getting new armor. Trials is getting new guns. Crucible, uh, Crucible Strikes and Gambit are all getting two guns. And then the Nightfalls are getting three guns that, that can become adept if you get them in Grandmaster. Okay. All of that should be listed as requires owning the season pass. So if you go play Trials or you go play crucible or vanguard you can get all of the old loot but you can't get any of the new loot that's how it should work and what you're doing is you're drawing this very very clear line right down the center of the game same way there's a clear line right there through the center of the season pass where if you're paying when you're paying you get more you get all this cool stuff on the bottom and when you're not paying you're getting all the kind of like free handout stuff um, at the at the at the top, right? Same idea. I think that should permeate basically throughout the game. I, that that to me is 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 totally fair. Um, so if if they're if they're if they were worried about like pay to play accusations or people feeling like Bungie's holding things at bay, I just don't think that's a valid reason to not put these things behind the actual season. You know, I don't think so. Uh, Dark Seraphim with the next question. Um, I started playing Destiny because of New Light. 
Now that I buy all the expansions, it's fuzzy what I'm paying for. Do you think just having a clear, paid, and free roadmap is enough? Could a farmable world loot pool be enough for free players and everything else go behind a paywall? That's kind of why I was making the point that I was just making. The idea being, you can play through this, you can play through the campaigns, and you can get you know garden variety world loot pool. You can play Crucible, Strikes, or Gambit, and, and, and be in a similar scenario. You can go play Trials, and you can get all of the Trials weapons and armor that they first landed in the game in year three but in every one of those hoppers there's a clear line drawn of no you can't get any of this new stuff now as far as like buying the old expansions there's a couple of problems here with buying the old expansions in general the way that they set it up is you buy them and play them and the weapons are only good within their respective you know pieces of content if you get dreaming city weapons if you get tangled shore weapons they are sunset to the point that you can't use them in the beyond light campaign you're going to get one or two missions into the beyond light campaign and you're not going to be able to use those weapons they have been sunset now this again is a weird value transmission you just bought an expansion and significant portions of those loot pools are irrelevant so to me if you're going to be selling these expansions if you're going to be selling um you know forsaken and shadow keep you need to either change those loot pools to be the, the the updated reissued world loot pool this is one of the reasons the world loot pool can be a reissue pool because it's not intended to be the main thing you're focusing on as a paid player it's made for free to play folks so it doesn't matter if they like reissue the scathe lock or something and it's just in the generic world pool okay that way, all they're getting while they play through that content is a whirlpool that's relevant for the new era that we're in. All right. Now, the other option would be, well, you need to raise those power levels or update those loot pools. So update the lectern on the moon. Update the Tangled Shore weapons. Um, something of that nature. I think one of those two things would just make it clearer. I don't necessarily think we need to go down this 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 rabbit hole of is it wrong is it not wrong is it right there is something that doesn't sit well with me when you sell somebody forsaken or shadow keep and they and they're getting loot that i mean how long do those those campaigns last you know an afternoon and then they go over to they go over to beyond light and they're immediately met with oh yeah that th- that gear can't be infused high enough like I'm, I'm not going to knock them too hard for that. I just don't like the way that feels. To me, it would make more sense to be like, while you're playing through the Forsaken and Shadowkeep campaign, the world loot pool is what's dropping for you. So any of the reissued weapons are just kind of like landing in your lap. So you have relevant gear when you go in to Beyond Light's campaign. Right? Mainly, again, because they just bought the content and essentially all they're buying is outdated gear, outdated activities and really really short campaigns. And that's why I just think that like if you updated the loot pool, it would make more sense of it. It's like the, it's an old campaign, it's an old location, so the loot pools have been updated. So if you get any drops while you're there, they're relevant to the content that you're probably about to step into. If think about the customer that we're talking about. We're talking about a customer who's checking out Destiny and has decided to buy Forsaken and Shadowkeep. They are very likely interested in or have already purchased Beyond Light. And I just think it would make more sense to treat them in a way where you're 
you're getting relevant gear. It's it's incredibly likely you're gonna flip over and start playing on Europa and start going through the Beyond Light campaign. I don't think this this group of people is very large. People that are newer to Destiny are it's very unlikely they're going back and buying Forsaken and Shadowkeep in large numbers. You know, I, I, I don't think that they're they're doing that in large numbers. But if Bungie runs the numbers and they see that tons of people are kind of going back there and buying that content and enjoying it, that's when they could ask the question, do we need do we need to update those loot pools to have a very strong propensity toward the newer stuff so that whatever they're getting is at least usable when they cross over the threshold into the new content it just it stands to reason that giving them tangled shore guns dreaming city guns or lectern guns and being like oh but you can use them in the campaign you can use them on these planets it's like how long do you honestly expect them to do that I'm so glad I got this weapon. It's relevant on its planet of origin or in the campaign of origin and only there. I mean, you're, you're talking about a weapon that, that they're going to use for what, an hour. You know what I mean? Now, I know in RPGs that's common. You get whites, greens, and blues, and you're using them for 20 minutes, 40 minutes, and then whoop, you toss it over your shoulder. That's honestly one of my favorite parts of any game is when you're in the you're in the loot wood chipper where everything's just going going in the wood chipper and you're constantly updating you know upgrading the new stuff i do like that but i'm not going to beat them up about it It just to me the small number of people that are taking an interest in destiny and they're buying the shadow keep and forsaken expansions them containing irrelevant loot it, it does seem a little strange you know ashen hollow this is going to sound strange, but are Bungie being too generous? If the game had a $20 price tag for base, would it have enough content right now to justify it? Um, uh, Heart of Quartz with a $2 tip through Super Chat. I'm going to cry when they drop my patron scout. Well, hopefully they can replace it with something else. Do you think they're being too generous? If they had a $20 price tag for base, would that be enough to justify Here's the reason that games like Destiny don't bother with the $20 entrance point, okay? The amount of people that are going to say, oh, let me go check out Destiny and let me drop 20 bucks on it, especially when they had to push back the expansion and their expansions typically land in September, but they had to push the expansion back to November. You're competing usually with a lot of release dates. So the idea being like, hey, you got Game Pass? Check out Destiny. Oh, hey, you want to just check out Destiny? Check out Destiny. That's probably the right strategy. There's no way to know what's right or wrong in this scenario, but I it I you know, it does seem like that $20 price tag would probably trip up a ton of people. They'd be like, "Well, I'd check your game out, but 20 bucks. I mean, I don't know. That you know, I I can save that and put that towards a full game. I don't know if I'm going to like your game or not." This see, this is where I always want to attack the problem from the angle of get people in the game but make it clear they've got to buy if they want all the hotness. Like Accessibility is great. I always talk about accessibility. I talk about accessibility uh, in, in, in PvE content and in the Crucible. Get people in the dadgum funnel. Make it accessible. Make it inviting. And then, obviously, stagger better loot up at the upper echelon. Stagger better loot in the flawless chest. Stagger better loot in the Grandmaster Nightfalls. And, and in this case, put loot behind a paywall. If you want the new stuff, you got to own the season. 
you know? And so free to play, I think one of the reasons free to play has become the scapegoat for every problem with respect to not, if we didn't get enough loot or enough quality of life updates, the reason it's become the scapegoat is because it touches so many different facets of the game. It's, it's, it's because it's touching so many different facets of the game that everybody's choosing to interchange it as a, as a scapegoat. They're like, well, I'm angry about this. So it's, it's free to play's fault. It's like, and a completely different person with a completely different frustration are, are pinning it for their, for their frustration. If they limited free to play people to the tower and the Cosmodrome, I'd be okay with that. Letting them anywhere else is BS. I definitely think they should have pinned they should have penned them in a whole lot more and been like they could have let them go to Europa and do like a mission and then been like if you want to if you want to continue your journey on Europa you're going to have to buy beyond light you know it's it's if you if you want to continue your journey in destiny beyond these limited spaces you got to buy the content um you know how many free to that would actually be a really cool number to look at is how many free-to-play players are in the game right now, like on a regular basis? They log in at least once or twice a week. And then I would love to know what they do. What are they doing when they're playing? Wait, wait, what activities are they engaging in? So. A coup to Papa. Could they use a world pool weapons with the proclivity towards good rolls for the free part of the pass and keep the season weapons on the paid portion? Well, usually they only put two season weapons on the season pass so that people can get them, okay? And then the rest of those rate the, the rest of those seasonal weapons are not on there. Um, that's usually how they do it. Uh, so I would say it just needs to be you, you can wet their appetite with one or two guns. I'm fine with that. Again, I think the problem is is that free to play is really nebulous. It's hard to nail down what exactly it's doing and what, where exactly it's going. You know, it's like when you spill, if you spill water, you know, a significant amount of water, like on the floor and it like, and as it's spilling, it's going in all these different directions. You don't know where it's going to go. You just know the water is just going to kind of spread and take the path of least resistance, right? That's kind of what free to play feels like right now. It's like this amoeba crawling over the game and just periodically grabbing like different aspects of the game. It's like, okay, so... They get the planets, but they don't get the loot. They get the planets, but they don't get the activities. They they get to go into the core activities like strikes and crucible, but what about the loot? Do they get the new loot? Do they not get the new loot? You know, why are we not getting updates to these playlists? Is it because of free to play? Like it's not it to me, it's not even about like is free to play wrong or is or is free to play a mistake. It's that free to play is super, super non descript, non specific. It's it's hard to even know what exactly and again even if you could do a pretty good job of listing everything that's free to play when you pit that against everything that you you have to pay for that again is when it gets confusing it's like okay so why did i buy this season why why did i buy this ten dollars i feel like we virtually got the same laundry list of stuff you know what's the What's the what's the real impetus to do the ten dollar you know the ten spot? And I just think if they did a better job of of drawing that line, it would serve two purposes. Number one, it would give you confidence as somebody who's purchased content and you feel like you're getting your money's worth. But it also make it very very clear to the non-paying consumer that there is two different sides of the game: the free and the paid. So. 
I think the, the the nebulous characteristic of free to play is hurting is hurting both value perceptions. It's hurting the value perception of the free to play player because you have no idea which you know what I mean which which thing that you're going for and and then and then if if you are a paid player, you're like, well, I don't even know what I what I paid for. Does that make sense? It's like, they're both looking at the product and saying, like, I don't really know what I paid for. And the other person's being like, should I pay for that stuff? It, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't communicate value to either, either type of player. You want free to play players to be sort of like wooed into spending money. And you want the people that did spend money to feel like it was, they, they spent their money. They got their money's worth. Like I spent... you know i spent ten dollars and i got you know i got this 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 and this and then another person is considering spending ten dollars they're like oh that's what i'm gonna get anytime you're considering buying a product a good product description is great for is great for both non and uh purchasing consumers and non-purchasing consumers because they know like oh i'm gonna pass you know i'm gonna pass i'm not i'm not gonna buy that and you feel good about not buying it. You're like, yeah, I don't need that. That doesn't. It's not going to give me what I want. You know what I mean? Justin Kidder, could Bungie have uh, all gear earnable for free uh, to play? Pl- oh, I'm sorry, for free to play players, but not equipable unless they own the season. Shiny new toy might entice free to play players to buy the expansion. Um, yo, what's good, Ace? I actually do this another way. I wouldn't want them to have it in their inventory taking up space because what you're doing is, is you're corrupting their drop pool. If there's 10 things that can drop and three of them are new and seven of them aren't, why are you wasting time cluttering up my inventory and my drops with stuff I can't use unless I spend money? It's almost like you're annoying the consumer into spending money. Yeah, look at all these guns and armor just taking up space. Yeah, you could have gotten drops that you could use, but instead, we dropped gear with a price tag on it. You know what I'm saying? I think it makes more sense that they go to Zavala and they see, like, weapon boons or weapon bounties that are grayed out, that are, like, require season pass. You know? Zavala Zavala should have an actual seasonal rank. He should have a seasonal rank and seasonal perks and these weapon things and all that, and all of it should be grayed out. And it's like, this is for season pass owners because it's literally a season rank. It's literally a a seasonal, you know, motivation to log in day-to-day, week-to-week, and things of that nature. I think you're overstepping by literally putting it in their inventory and being like, you can't use it unless you get out your credit card. I don't think that that would be well-received. I think it would make more sense to say it's they can visibly see it. Like, when you go to your season pass as a free-to-play player, you're constantly seeing all the cool stuff that you could get. You're at rank number 12 or 15 or whatever, and you're like, ah, oh, look at all this stuff I would get if I would just spend some money. The same thing would happen if they're going to the NPCs, you know? The same, the same exact thing, the same exact thing would happen. Uh, JK, you got bought by Nightbot because you put like, and it thought you were trying to put a, a hyperlink. Blue should auto dismantle and make them give more weapon mats. 
Yeah, it would be awesome if you could check a box that would just say auto dismantle all blues. Like once you know you don't need them, you could even go into the menu and just be like, and just hold it down and it would be like dismantle all blues and then they would all get deleted, you know? Um, Dark Seraphim. Would starting next year, making everything shadow keeping back free sometime, oh, oh, is that feasible? Then moving forward, you make the next expansion free and the one paid, it would add a lot of content to free players and not mess with the paid stuff. Well, this gets really, really busy, okay? Because by the time you get to Witch Queen and Lightfall, how much of the Dreaming City and the Tangled Shore do you think they're going to leave in the game? Do you think they're going to shove them out into the DCV? One of the reasons, this is another part of the discussion that we really didn't get into, one of the reasons that I think Bungie made all of the public space uh, content free to play is now there's no consumer protection on it. It's not something that you bought access to. So they can take it away, you know, 18 to 24 months later, and it's like y- you didn't pay for access to that anymore. It was made free to play, you know, 18 months ago. Once it's been free to play for so long, they likely are then in free and in the clear and not in danger of any kind of like consumer protection act of being like, we're not taking away anything that you paid for. At the time, yeah, you bought it, but now it doesn't cost any money to go there. It's a, it's free to play content. It has no actual value, so you have no claim on it. Not to mention that, like terms of service states, you're paying for like a license and access to play the game. You're not actually paying for the destinations. You never had a claim on Mars and Mercury. You just didn't. And I also think again, it just it makes more sense to make everything free to play, and then they can just yank it out of the game. But like, what? It was just a free to play. It was just a free to to play planet. What what are you what are you gonna do? You 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 had access to it, sure, but you didn't own it. It wasn't yours. Um, it, it's not like you buying a Tomb Raider game and they just go in and rip out missions eight, seven, and two, and they're like, yeah, we just felt like doing it. You're like, no, I bought that complete game. You know what I mean? Yo, happy, happy new year, man. Um, so if you're always reaching back and making things like that free, you know, starting next year, they go back and they reach back and they make shadow keep free, you know, is the, excuse me. I'm like stretching my legs. Is the, is the moon going to stick around? I don't know. I don't know what their plan is. I don't know what their plan is for for the planets and the DCV. You know, we could get into Witch Queen and they could remove the moon and the Dreaming City. Why? Well, we could spend the summer doing something with the curse on the Dreaming City and then Savathun gets mad and maybe it becomes uninhabitable or maybe something happens and we no longer can go back or no longer need to go back to the Dreaming City. So they could remove the Dreaming City going into Witch Queen and then you got your new location that we were promised. You know, we were promised there's always going to be every expansion, never before seen, you know, destinations. Um, and we could likely be in a similar scenario. We could be in a scenario where they're going to retire those locations and and add new ones. So I, I don't know. I like the idea of it always being clear cut that once content is so old, it's just free. Um, instead of selling access to Forsaken and Shadowkeep right now. Um, like, uh, that to me just makes sense. What's the point in charging for it? Um, there, just, there doesn't seem to be a strong reason to charge money for a lot of that stuff because it, it just, it's so old and outdated. 
Table JFK. Am I too narrow-minded to believe that the only partially valid complaint about free-to-play so far has been the influx of cheaters in the Crucible, or am I missing a much bigger picture? In my opinion, cheating was an issue even before the move to Steam. Well, okay, so free-to-play has had an effect on cheating, but that's not really what I want to get into today. I don't think that's like a... That's not like a subject I want to get on all the time. We, it doesn't. It honestly seems like they bopped a lot of people. Like cheating and aimbotting is still happening, but how much of that can we attribute to free to play? It's it's tough to know. It really is. I would say a significant number of the people that you're running into that are cheating are probably repeat offenders, which likely you know is is related to free to play. Now, as far as like missing the bigger picture, um. maybe not the bigger picture but I'll say one of the aspects of the big picture of free to play is this the more that they make free to play the less they require you to spend money to get access to things then the question becomes like what Creature has said Creature thinks after Lightfall they're going to go to a completely free to play model and sometimes I'm like that's insane in their mind if they're weighing it and they're making way more money on cosmetics and they're making a better imagine they can check the numbers and I'm sure they can imagine they're making better margins and generating more revenue from free to play players when they compare it to somebody like me who buys the expansion I think I even bought like the, the, the big boy expansion the big pricey one but then I don't buy any cosmetics if they run the numbers and they're like, yeah, free-to-play players have an insane propensity to buying cosmetics, they stand to potentially make more money. And I think a valid concern here would be what sort of substance and quality are we going to get if the core game is free and doesn't cost anything? You know? Now, I still think the reason they set up the season pass the way they set it up could really dovetail with what Creature's predicting. So let's imagine a year after Lightfall, you don't you don't pay for anything. You can just play the new story missions, go to the new areas, and go to the new things. However, they do have the $10 season pass. You look at it and you're like, oh, it's got all these cool cosmetics, and I can unlock it and get all this cool stuff for $10. You're not paying $10 to access anything. You're not paying $10 to go into any activities or get any loot. You're only doing it for the season pass items. Hey, at level 10, you get this cool ornament. Hey, at level 15, you get this cool shader. But you can't get that stuff unless you're on the season pass, right? Now, Eugene's pushing back and saying they're not going to develop destinations, raids, ETC with the free-to-play model. Again, that's the concern people have. If they go to a pure free-to-play model, would departments and bandwidth and that kind of work start to get less prioritized? Would they start to do it less and say, well, yeah, we're not really doing raids. That's the concern people have. If you go to a strictly free-to-play model, then a lot of that stuff falls by the wayside. Now, that would be a fundamental identity shift for the game to be launching expansions that cost nothing, that don't have raids in them, or that don't have that like upper echelon destination content like a dungeon or something. So, I don't know. It, it The... The revenue generation, if Bungie's looking at it and all of the whales, all the fat cats, all the big spenders are in that bottom 30, bottom 40% of the player base that looks for the casual side of things, then, you know, Creature could end up being right, you know? 
you could end up being right so uh robert jones do you think bungie started free to play to reduce the burden of constantly producing core playlist content i i just don't know i think this is similar to the question of like are they not putting anything in there because it's free well we're not making money on on strikes and crucible so don't put anything in there right so did they start free to play to reduce that that burden first of all before free to play existed we were already already dealing with that you know what i mean oh happy new year to you too necro you know, before free to play existed, they were already struggling to update core core playlists and stuff. That was already a thing. Okay, it was already a complaint from people. All right, I don't think they did it to like remove the burden of proof. I don't think they did that. I really, really don't. Um, the uh, the the article from Polygon. I was trying to remember the name of the 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 the, the platform. The article from Polygon where. Joe Blackburn basically said that in they didn't have enough people on the reward team. They had to increase the staff on the reward team because they're like, if they, okay, so he's he outlines a goal. We want to give you more guns, more gear, more loot than you got in Shadowkeep and Beyond Light. That's that's our goal. Okay, we got to put more people on that staff. So. I don't think they were trying to reduce the burden of constantly producing core playlist content because they weren't doing it to begin with. And secondly, I, that was just, again, I think it's a triaging thing. It's a, it's a triaging thing. We can only create this much loot. Let's put it in the new content, new destinations, new activities. That makes the most sense. I mean, they have new content that doesn't even have loot. You know what I'm saying? They they have they have they have new content that doesn't even have loot. The uh, the exo challenges. There's no loot in there. So at that point, you have to say they just can't make enough. They can't. They, there's no way for them to make enough content for for paid content, let alone content that doesn't cost anything to get into. Um, I'm caught up on the latest hubbub. It ain't pretty. Show us to go on though. What are you talking about? Uh, Happy Gengar says free to play can exist, but it should really only be an entry point to the game and not what it is now. What would you include as free to play content to be any to be an entry point to Destiny? Right now, it's like it's like when you die in Among Us, right? When you die in Among Us, you can fly around the entire ship, but you can only do certain things. So, like, free-to-play players are like ghosts in Among Us. Like, they can go basically everywhere, but there's just, like, certain things they can't do. And I just, I don't know. It's weird. Again, it's like, free-to-play players should be able to go to all of the Cosmodrome, right? And they should be able to go play through any campaign missions that are in the game, still, because they got rid of a lot of them give them their initiation campaign and then maybe whatever's left like just let them play through the campaign and after that that's it that's what they get they get to sample that maybe they can go on the playlist but no they shouldn't be able to go to Europa they shouldn't be able to go to the other planets they just shouldn't Dreaming City Tangled Shore why are you letting them roam around there what is is that 
No, it's it, as you're saying, it's supposed to be an entry entry point. Free to play entry point. Come and play. Boom. Check the game out. See if you like it. And then if they do, just like the season pass, it should be abundantly clear, oh, if I spend money, I get all this other stuff. That's what I was saying earlier. It's not clear to either player. Oh, you're a free-to-play player. You should spend money. Why? What do I get? It, it isn't clear. And then to the paying customer, it's not clear either. As I said with the arrival splash page, it was just like, I don't even understand. With, with, the, there, There's no clear line. There's no clear distinction. You know? Yo, it's good, Creed. Uh, I think Bungie need to scrap new light as it works and reintroduce Red War as the updated new light and introduce Faux Season Pass to the set ex- to, oh, to set expectations to new and old players. Um, I mean, you could do this. I don't know. At this point, why would you bring back the Red War? It doesn't mean anything anymore. M- taking a new player through that experience... I just don't know. That doesn't feel necessary. That feels like you're... That would feel kind of ham-fisted, I would think, at this point. At this stage, at this stage in the life of Destiny, that feels a little ham-fisted. Like, why are we... Why are we routing people through that content? You know? I think you give them a pretty basic... uh, A pretty basic tutorial, and then now that they know how everything works... You know, they can go and play Strikes or Crucible, I guess Gambit, and then that's it. That's all they can do. That's the end of it. And everything else is just grayed out. There's extra rewards. There's extra rewards in the Strike playlist. There's extra rewards in the Crucible. There's extra rewards uh, in, in, in virtually every corner of the game it's like that season pass it's like they look at it they see what they get what they get for free and then there's this clear line of like all this other stuff costs money you know and it's not it doesn't have like an individual price tag on it it literally just says available to season pass owners you know what I mean $5 tip through Super Chat says, thank you for your streams get me through the day we're all proud of you and hope 2021 has a lot more to offer you thank you So they, you know, I, I'm not trying to put like a little like weird red price tag on everything. It's just, it should say available only to expansion owners or season pass holders. Like, I just don't think there's a problem with that. Unless again, they create this clear line of like this, all this content's old enough to be free. I just think, let me say it another way. The reason it gets really muddy is next season is supposed to be called Season of the Chosen. When Bungie is marketing Season of the Chosen, all they should show free-to-play players is that top rung on the season pass. Right? You don't ever need to give them anything else. Why? You don't need to do that. You don't need to give them new stuff. You don't need to give them new 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 weapons. You don't need to give them new anything. You don't, you're not, why are you marketing to them? What are you doing? You're muddying up your marketing. You're marketing a product that, that costs money 
and you're and you're making sure to be like, oh yeah, by the way, the new season comes with stuff for you for free if you're a free-to-play player. No, 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 no. No, the base game has a free entrance point and free things for you to go and do and ex- and and and, exter- and, uh, and and experience, right? And then if they if they look if they get I mean they get the free stuff on the season pass, you know, and that's it. That's it. That's the end of that's the end of the matter. It's to me again, I just think it's super confusing to be like, "Hey everybody, we have a new season around the corner. It's called Season of the Chosen." And guess what? Here's what you get for free. Why are you even saying that? What what? Why are you even saying that? You're 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 promoting a product that costs money. It doesn't make any sense. It, it, it's it it's super 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 weird. You you make a free entrance point. You create you create sort of a a hemisphere that those people um can can live in. You create a hemisphere they can live in, and then after that, when new stuff comes out, it has nothing to do with them. If you get into Destiny around Beyond Light, free entrance point, and then season of and then season of uh, Chosen comes around. Why are you marketing any of that to them? Who cares? Oh yeah, hey you, by the way, you person who still hasn't spent any money. You just you're just freeloading. Here's what you get in the new season. It's called marketing. Why are you wasting time marketing to somebody who won't convert into revenue? Now, many might say, no, 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 no. The reason they do this is there's a total psychological element to this. If you keep the free-to-play people happy and you keep marketing to them, then they're gonna you're gonna you're gonna ensure to potentially get more cosmetics out of them. You know? So in their mind, they are potentially gonna convert into revenue. They are potentially going to convert into money, even though they're not buying the season pass. Because if people, there could be some, some, it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's, it's a sinister thing, but there could be some trickery going on here. People might be more likely to spend money in the micro store if they think, haha, I'm getting stuff for free. Yeah. I'm getting in for free. There could be some little trickery going on here, and that's why Bungie, you know, uses a, a significant portion of the splash page marketing for a season to be like, "Hey, if you spend zero dollars, here's everything you get." It 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 could be as simple as that, because it, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like in a commercial. Okay, so let's say this is this might be how it works. Imagine Fazoli's puts out a commercial and they're like, "Hey guys, Fazoli's has these brand new uh, their sub sandwiches were always really good. If you never got a sub sandwich from Fazoli's, holy moly, so so good." Let's say they're 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 doing a commercial and they're advertising these new these new sub sandwiches, okay? And in their commercial, there's at least a significant portion in the, in the commercial. Let's say it's a 60-second spot. And they spend 15 to 20 seconds talking about their breadsticks that are free. Our breadsticks are made with only the finest ingredients and they come out hot and they show you the bread getting broken and steam comes out. And then they show you like the cute little serving person coming around and like putting the breadsticks on the table, right? Why are you wasting time in your commercial marketing something that's free? Ah, it makes people come in. 
It makes them come in and then they will spend money. Then they will buy a sub sandwich or a slice of pizza. So could be a very, very similar idea here. The, the free stuff, the free stuff is the breadsticks. They're getting you to keep playing the game. They're getting you to boot up and then, well, I got these free breadsticks. Yeah, I'll buy, uh, let me, let me get a drink. Let me get a this. Let me get a that. Let me buy an Eververse item. Let me buy a cosmetic. Let me buy an ornament. It, so it's possible that that's why the marketing seems so funky because Bungie knows it's converting. It's converting into revenue. They filled up on bread, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, like there, there, there definitely could be. There definitely could be a very, very intelligent and and very strategic game plan going on, so that when you go look at Season of Arrivals, they know that the list of things that are free and the list of things you get for spending money are very interchangeable. They don't care because they know they're going to get their $10 from you and they know a certain percentage of the free players are going to spend more than $10 in the Eververse. I don't know. I almost bought G Fuel this morning just from hearing about it from a Destiny creator. Well, I would do research before we start. Yeah. I'm not going to bash that company. I, I was partnered with them and, you know consumed and and promoted their product but there's some you know you can always do some research into the various ones that are out there i think there are uh well there's only one company that's open label the other ones are not open label but that's my own conviction i wouldn't buy anything um unless it's open label so yeah is free to play a mistake you know at the end of the day what how do you define how do you define a mistake you know, how'd you define a mistake? It was it a mistake and is it hurting existing players? Maybe. Was it a mistake from a business perspective? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. I, I think they're probably making a lot of money because of free to play. So stick around. Don't go anywhere. We're going to go ahead and end the Q&A there. If you're listening to this in other places, come hang out with us at sntrlive.com. And as always, please like, share and subscribe.